Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today are life coaches Cindy Chavez and Jackie Gates. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we can count that as one more experiment that did not work because we, <laughs> we just tried to start. Every time that we start this show with Jackie and Cindy, Jackie, for some reason, gets knocked off or she, the screen goes funky. So she has to log in again. And before I, I would I've always gone through a process where I, I bring us all off screen, kind of like you know everybody's off stage and then you open the curtain, that kind of thing. So I didn't do that this time. And she still got knocked off. So, well, OK, so now we've found one more way that it doesn't work. So. Yeah, it's so weird because it tells me that I'm lying. And everybody can see me, and it's go. But I can't hear or see anything. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> oh, well, so yay technology! Like it's an internet flying. You know, it's like it complaining about the fact that three people in three different cities can't be seen at the same time. It's like, oh dear, we have such problems. <laughs> My husband and I were talking right before uh, the show today. He had ordered something from somewhere online and he said oh it'll be here tomorrow and i said remember ordering things back in the day like i'm really telling my age here right but it's like remember you had to fill out a little form and write a check and mail it off and it was like allow six to eight weeks for right yes yes (laughs) think about how many things change in eight weeks now that's like you know eons away so it's yeah. funny you should mention that, too, because Louise and I went to the Cape, Cape Cod, uh, for a few days uh, a month ago, and we stayed at a place where <laughs> we had some interesting polarity adventures there that I won't go into. But the bottom line is I had to send a check to the guy um, to cover a window that got broken. <laughs> and There's a that, story there I'm dying to hear. Oh, it's a quite story. <laughs> it, it, it's actually a lot less dramatic than you think. Literally, we're, we're going into the room um, in the middle of the afternoon Entering for the first time, it's a self-check-in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, very, very old cape, very, very old-style house on the cape. Yeah. And we, we go around this long, extended porch that wraps around the house, and we're, we're walking all the way around to where our door is to go in. And I set my my rolling suitcase next to me so I can open the door, and the rolling case slips over. The handle hits a window pane one inch off the oh ground God. and breaks the window pane. Oh. <laughs> So, you know, it, it was an opportunity to practice staying up when you're being inclined to go down. <laughs> I love that you see it that way. Well, I was practicing it. I've been practicing, practicing that a lot. indeed. Yeah. yeah. But the interesting side story that goes with it, um, I obviously said, I, I, you know, I contacted the guy. Sorry, I broke your window by accident. I'll be happy to pay for it and so forth. And he got it fixed. And then told me it cost a hundred bucks. I said, okay, I'll, I'll arrange to have my bank send you a check for a hundred bucks. Well, that's where the adventure started. Oh, that's where the adventure started. That's where the adventure started because it turns out, and uh, I won't even go into any kind of uh, commentary on it, but for whatever reason, the postal service here in the United States is even less efficient than it used to be. Because as it turns out, if you send something in the mail, often it will get there within the normal time frame. But sometimes it'll get really lost. <laughs> and this check was one of them. So I sent that check on August 2nd. It still hasn't arrived. Oh. We're on the 25th. So 23 days later, it still hasn't arrived. But there was a second check I had to send. That one arrived a week, uh, even though I sent it a week later. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. one of those weird things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So 
you know, it's just more opportunity to practice polarity. <laughs> and what do you do when you want to go down the spiral? Oh, you come back up the spiral. It's no big deal. You know? Yes, you do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. no, no, nothing important happening here. Don't worry about it. No. Just life. <laughs> It's just life. It's stuff yeah. that happens. No big deal. <laughs> and that actually ties into what we talked about for a topic today, because you guys brought up what do you do as the seasons are change, changing, particularly in, in regard to running a business, but really it has to do with anything in life. And the the initial idea you guys shared with me is, well, you don't worry about stuff. You don't plan. You don't try to figure stuff out. You just plow right ahead, which is exactly what I was just doing. What I, I've just, I just plowed right ahead. Back with it. Okay. The check hasn't right. Well, it'll show up at some point. Don't worry about it. Well, we, we do plan a little bit. Well, yeah, we do plan, but we oh, plan within, within a season. So for example, ah. um, you know, and, and a season can be a week, but, but it's just like, okay, so this, this next three months, I'm going to focus on this thing. Um, in our business or, or my business or so, something like, okay, so I will give you a legit um, example um, mm-hmm. about what, four months, four months ago, five months ago, I was in the season of becoming discoverable. I decided I, I'm studying with, I was studying with a woman called uh, Danny Gardner um, who talks about discoverability. And this is the idea of people being able to find you. Okay. And, um, so I was playing with that, various things that I hadn't tried before, various, and what do you know? I get an invitation to come and do a guest spot on a podcast that nice. I've been doing for years, right? <laughs> and and then it turns into the co-hosting thing, and then that got me another one with Andrew Kaplan. and got not, So there's, there's this, all this thing, this, this sort of um, flow that happens when you step into the stream, literally. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. a case of that season of discoverability, and that was my focus. I had no idea the how. I just wanted to pe- more people to be able to find me. And so I was opening those doors. You can imagine, like, um, you know, in the Alice in Wonderland story, when she gets down the bottom of the of the rabbit hole, she's got all these doors to try. Right. That's her job, is to just, like, open the yeah. door and see, okay, do we want to go down here a little bit? Um, you know, because what the worst thing we can do is sit our butts down and say, I don't know which door to choose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And which so, we're all very good at, by the way. Yeah, because that's what our brain says. Our mm-hmm. human brain says, do not risk opening those doors. Have you seen the horror movie? <laughs> no. Freddie is behind one of those doors. It's a guarantee. It's the idea of what if I picked the wrong one? Oh, yes. Wow. What if I so have them halfway down the path and really it's really sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're talking about is that if you, I think it works for law of attraction wonderfully. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be for business. It's, it's that you're giving yourself a, a container. And I, I just realized today in talking about this, that this, what my coaching containers with people generally are three months. Mm-hmm. It's a season. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. To decide, are we going to keep going or do have we accomplished what we need to accomplish? So, you know, anything that I, I recognize this in a session today with someone where they were really hesitant to answer a question because they weren't sure about, you know, the right answer, the right choice. Yeah. And I said, there, there is no right choice. Like, you'll know if it's the right choice if, if it feels 
feels good and it all starts working out. So give yourself a container of time. And, you know, three months, I think, is such a nice amount of time for two reasons right off the top of my head. One, we can move with the changing of the seasons. I live somewhere where we don't have those real true changing of seasons. But you and Jackie both have, like, full four seasons, right? And so there's that natural natural rhythm of that. But then the other thing is that three months is a short enough time to where you're, you're not beating yourself to be committed to something if it's not great. Right. Like sometimes we don't want to stick it out. Sometimes we need to be committed for a little while for something to work. Mm -hmm. Sometimes There's some rough spots. Sometimes we have to do something badly long enough to do it well Mm -hmm. so we don't quit too early with that three-month period but also it's it's long enough to let it unfold and it's short enough to where if we really start feeling like this is not working then we know we gave it our best shot for several months and then we can change with the season again so i think we could work it in with intentions for conscious creating those segments of time for, you know, I don't know. I'm excited about it. It's, it's feeling good to me. And this would be my second sort of round with it. And mm-hmm. it feels even better than it did last time. Cause I'm sort of more used to the idea of like, okay, you know, I'm going to put these things in place. And I even mean intentions, thought work, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of things for the next three months. Like we talk about identity a lot because coaches do that. Right. It's like, this is my identity for the next three months. This is mm-hmm. who I am. I'm this person mm-hmm. creating this thing. I yeah. know, I like it. I think it's a, a really I find it really idea. helps because I'm kind of a master at starting things. I'm really good at starting things. <laughs> Not so good at the maintaining of stuff, right? The minute it gets to be tedious or boring or awkward or I'm not, I'm not getting the results I want, then I tend to, I have in the past tended to go, well, maybe I should try something else instead of saying, maybe I should stick with this a little longer, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, what Cindy was saying. So when I have a container set up and I have bookmarked in my calendar that um, like on the first day of that fourth month, right? So we're going from the 1st of September to the 30th of, of November. So on the 1st of December, I have an appointment with myself to review this, to mm-hmm. actually give myself a, an overview of what went right, what didn't go so well. Am I enjoying this? Are things conspiring on my behalf? Or am I getting billboard size signs that are saying, yeah, no, don't, this, is, this is not good, right? <laughs> and, and really, when I when I know that that appointment is coming up, if I start to get a wobble about halfway through, I'm much more inclined to stick with my intention. Wow. I'm much more inclined to say, okay, so this is what what we might call vibrational whiplash, which is that thing where the, your, your, the reality that has been until now is kind of pushing back against the reality you're creating and saying, is this what you really want? So there's that, that wobbly part. Um, and in that moment, it's so easy to go, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm done. I, I can bail. This is not working. But in fact, it is working. This is the watershed. This is where, um, you know, where, where you step up and be instead of just doing. And, and when you're being that and you've decided to be that, 
until the end of this container, you will more likely see it through. And what's really cool is as far as, you know, human sciences and stuff, it take, they say it takes 30 days or so to create a habit, which means you've got three cycles of habit creating. Um, so there's that little piece as well, that if you're trying to become somebody who doesn't smoke, right? If you're trying to become somebody who doesn't eat so much flour, um, it, it's, it's, it's easier to see it in three 30-day increments, and you can have a – eat a dozen, you know, almond croissants on <laughs> if that's what feels right, okay? But but chances are when I get there, it's like I'm, I'm going to be enjoying the way I am now, and, and mm. the almond croissants will have lost their luster. I'm not banking on that, but I suspect. <laughs> well, it's a good plan. I like the plan. Anyway. Yeah, that's the plan. But yeah, you know, and it's, it is, it's really very, um, it's both a permission slip to experiment mm. and a container in which to be firm with yourself, to stick to yeah. your intentions, to show up for who you want to become. And, uh, and it's, and it's, it's short enough to feel both effective and, not like, um, you know, like like a handcuff, like eternal. A <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and you get yourself, you have an out over yeah, there. Yeah, which is important. That's very important. Yeah. I, wa I want to make, uh, take a moment to say hello to people in the live stream, Marissa and Maxwell and Jeffrey and others tuning in, saying hello. M Maxwell is tuning in from Malawi in the south, southern part of the African continent. That's I know where Malawi was. I was a neighbor. Hello. Yeah. And uh, uh, Marissa's tuning in from Saskatchewan in Canada, so we got quite the international presence going on today. I always, I always cool. think about those kids who have to learn to spell Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah, that's a rough one. Where do you live? Um, can I, can I, how do I spell that? I, I <laughs> had right. enough trouble with Jacqueline, which with all the CQUE, I remember that part. I was very glad to live in a town with one syllable. <laughs> it reminds me of a very, very, very old and dumb joke about a kid who's in school, uh, at second or third grade, something like that. And, uh, the teacher says to him, what's your favorite flower? He says, chrysanthemum. He, she says, spell it. He says, I just realized I, I like roses a whole lot better. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But the point you guys are making about, uh, this, this, what do you, well, you're calling it your, your containers that you're working in. What, what are you calling this, this structure of working like a 30 or 90 day, um, schedule and, and, and planning and, and, you know, Wait. setting yourself up for appointments and all that kind of stuff? What do you call that? It's just our, it's just a, Seasonal plan. Seasonal, Seasonal plan. Okay. Yeah. That's a good word. Seasonal and, plan. And yeah, it's, um, we, we got the idea from Danny Gardner, which you can Google. She's, um, it's really an impressive mini course. Um, but it's something we have been doing for a while. We were doing 90 day. I mean, we've, we've been coaching in 90 day containers. It's just mm -hmm. the seasonal plan, the, the tag, the seasonal thing, um, is, is something we got from her, but 90 days, is perfect. And you can start your 90 days at any time. You don't have to wait for an actual bona fide season, like spring or autumn or whatever. 
Which is just as well here in Connecticut. I mean, yes, Cindy, we do have four full seasons, but spring work lasts two weeks. So, you know, it's not like it's just- <laughs> okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. Spring lasts two weeks. Fall lasts two weeks. And winter lasts about four years. a month and a half. So summer, summer lasts for eternity. Yes. I, I, we need to swap places, swap places. I need somewhere where it's eternal summers. You know, you just, we don't need to swap. I can't live where it's cold, so you just need to come here. (laughs) It's so funny that, um, just a side note, Cindy and I have been friends for probably five or six years now, and we have never met in person. Isn't that wild? I mean, so many friendships have been made online. Cindy and I have been doing the show for almost that long, about four or five years, something like that. Mm -hmm. We never met. I have only met one of my co-hosts in person, oh, and, wow. that's, and that's Alex yeah. King because she lives in Massachusetts, which is sort of right next door. I've never met any of the others. Um, I, I have met two listeners, which was really cool, two people who lived in the area who are listeners. One of them is actually our real estate agent, which is really, really cool. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, all these friendships are just virtual. Well, well I started getting very serious about, okay, we are going to meet. Yes. Ah. As soon as we started making a plan, then the pandemic happened. happened. <laughs> and I moved up to the other end of the country because at one point we were like one state across from each yeah. other. And now it's like, oh, okay. But, um, you guys got to work on this. That, that, that's not, that, that's working in the opposite direction there, guys. I don't know if you realize right, that. Right. <laughs> I vote that when the pandemic is not over, it won't be over, but when we have a, a handle on things that's better than the handle we have now, mm. um, I think an LOA today gathering would be so Oh, fun. I love yeah. that. Wouldn't that be fun? Just like a weekend and we get to meet all the co-hosts and anybody who wants to come, we can do a big Zoom. Right. Day. Where do you want to do this, Jackie? Hawaii, Costa Rica? (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking stateside, but (laughs) well, Hawaii is in the states, sort of. You know, I mean, it's part of the country. You know, so. I have an American passport now, so I can. Thank I, John. I can That's in, <laughs> Virgin Islands is a U.S. territory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is very true. Very true. So yeah, we'll figure that one out. That's going to be good to do. I love I that think, idea. I think yeah. it'd be so fun. Yeah. I think it'd be fabulous. I I think we the thing I love most is meeting listeners. I really mm. love meeting listeners. I've gotten that yes. uh, partly through having listeners become co-hosts because I now have four who have become co-hosts. The most recent ones oh. being um, uh, uh, Bridget and Janine, who are now doing the Tuesday shows with me. And it's fabulous. Oh, so I mean, cool. Because you get to put a face at, or faces to the people who are <laughs> – reacting well to what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh boy. It, it is it, so good. It, it's yeah. the ultimate feedback. It really is. Uh-huh. And it feels yeah. really, really good. But anyway, I want to get back to what you guys are talking about. This, this, this idea of the seasonal planning or seasonal, what did you call it? I can't remember what you called it, but it's a great approach and it makes me realize it's something I can actually incorporate right now in something I'm doing mm-hmm. because, um, Cindy will actually remember this, uh, last, April, I think it was, when Monique Scott was doing the Wednesday show with us, we were doing a bunch of uh, the Pam Grout experiments. And in one of those experiments, um, Monique actually ended up manifesting herself off the show. And and I ended up getting this really wild idea about um, advertising in Facebook groups. And it's been percolating for quite some time. I got a developer. The developer has actually finished writing the software. And I am now sitting here with the software in hand, and all I got to do is launch the thing. 
and I'm holding off. I'm not launching it yet. And I was asking myself that question. Why am I putting this off? Why am I putting this off? And I realized, well, I have a very good reason I'm putting it off. There is some management that I have to do, particularly in the first month or so. And I'm still in the middle of the gardening season. And that's enough to deal with right now. You know, so I'm kind of putting it off for that reason. But the gardening season ends at the end of October here in Connecticut. At least with our business, it does. I can't speak for others. But bottom line is, there's my new window. My new window starts November 1st. Perfect. So, okay, do I, I mean, here's what I know I can do that is probably going to be very counterproductive, and it is a pattern that is longstanding. I can perseverate about that between now and November. And up until November 1st, by the time November 1st comes along, I can be a nervous wreck. Ah, that's unhelpful. Very, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I bring this up as a potential talking point. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... I, I kind of imagine that, that this whole seasonal planning thing is something that you normally don't put off for a couple of months like I'm doing. But in that advent, I mean, have you guys ever come up with a strategy for making sure you don't perseverate about it? Well, there's actually part of this idea is that when things come up that aren't in your season that you're planning for, you add it to a list of things that will be for the following season, right? The but following then, seasons, yeah. Yeah, and so – and also – Knowing, knowing what you're, you know, you said that you had um, already progressed to having like uh, the software or whatever, but that there was some management. It's knowing like your first step and maybe then the step that comes after that, you know, so mm-hmm. that you have for yourself um, a plan, uh, uh, a structure that has actual steps to it instead of just like all this stuff's going to happen and Right. In other words, that's what gets us overwhelmed is when we're looking at 10 steps ahead. And we do that a lot, especially with any anything. Right. Anything that has uh, any project that has any depth to it, it's going to have lots of steps, actually. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't break those down. So we're looking at all of it and it feels overwhelming. And we and of course, the uncertainty is there as well, because it's something we haven't done before. So we just put it off. Like they call that what uh, paralysis by analysis because oh. we're just going. I invented the term, by the way, for myself. Just wanted you to let you know that you know. <laughs> you look up the frame. You look it up in in, in a dictionary. You see my picture there. Well, that, you know. So, <laughs> so if we know what our first step is, and then and maybe you know for a big thing like this where you're planning for a ninety day period, a couple of steps in, and you just give yourself that. You're like, well, I know what my next step is, and if it's if it's Something I learned from one of my mentors uh, that I think was wonderful was your next step is obvious and easy and doable. And if it's not, then it's not your next step. Mm. It could be your next, you know, 50 steps, right? It's like if you break it down to just know what the very next thing is. And if it's overwhelming, it's it's probably a bunch of things bundled together. So it's like just the next thing. What is that? And it's like, it's like that saying about how do you eat an elephant, you know, uh, one bite at a time. So I think that's it for you, Walt, is that you just know what the next one, two, three steps are. And, th- and you don't worry past that. You're like, I'm going to do those things at whatever time during this container. Well, then you're, you're reassuring me because that's pretty much what I'm doing. There yeah. you go. See, for me, I would see that version of you that has launched this piece of software. Okay, so if you take your your time 
your timeline as we know it's not linear, but for this example, we'll pretend it's linear, <laughs> right? So your, your current version's over here. Mm-hmm. That version of Walt who has launched the software is over here. There's lots of versions of you in between, including the one who finishes the gardening season. Mm. And yeah. so maybe you have to be him first. I was going to yeah. say, that's actually your next step is finishing that's the gardening season. Finish the garden but, season, right? <laughs> but there is, if you tap into the version of you that has launched the software and look back at what you did, he will have information for you. There are things, steps that you took. There mm. are things that you decided to do that that version of you in that piece of your timeline knows and you can tap into it. If I am Walt who successfully launched this and suddenly I'm in all these Facebook groups and it's really, really going well and I didn't dither myself into, you know, paralysis in the process, I'm really pleased with how I did this. Mm-hmm. What did I do? That's the question. And then you you do the Doctor Strange thing and you fold time. This version of you talks to that version of you, to your current version of you. And you can then go, all right, so what can I do now with what I have? It's always the most potent question. What can I do with what I have right now that will scoot me closer to what I want? And the answer is, for you maybe, is, 75% of your focus and attention or 80% goes on the gardening right now. And just a few pieces go on the next thing that you can do to launch your software. Mm -hmm. Who would you talk to? Making bullet point lists, anything that feels, even if it's just visualizing it, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking in this group. I'm going to be available to this many people. I can see this happening, whatever it is. But there is... There's a version of you, the reason that that version of you feels like you're, you're backing away from it is because it's too future. You've got to go to your next future self, which is the guy that finishes this gardening season. So my suggestion sense. would be to have your next season just be the gardening season. Finish that with an eye to your next season being Walt who launches this piece of software and it can happen maybe on... I don't know how, what kind of a window you need, but maybe it's right after Thanksgiving or maybe it's the 15th of November. And so you've got a little run up and then you launch, but you will be ready for that because you've been becoming that version of you intentionally. It's probably- That's another thing is when ideas come into your head, you can know that those are for after the gardening season's finished. Mm-hmm. And you just write them down in a notebook and you just keep adding to them. But there's no pressure, right? It's not like, oh, I'm writing all this down, but I'm not really getting to it yet. Nope, because it's all pushed mm-hmm. over to after this is finished. And when you have it's a so when you have a date in your calendar to review that list, your ideas don't get lost. Because we all have brilliant mm-hmm. ideas. And I, mean, I have a notebook that I catch my ideas in because... Um, I can't remember. I think it was in, um, there's a book called Big Magic. Is that Brene Brown? I'm not sure. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth Gilbert, right. And she talks about how an idea goes around waiting for somebody to, to, you know, it's, it's, Mm. it's like an energy and it goes, will you bring me to life? Will you bring me to life? And so if an idea shows up, I like to honor it. I also think it's a future version of me going, hello, here's a piece of info for you. And then, um, I will capture it in my ideas book. 
And then I have a time at the beginning of each month, and now it's at the beginning of a season for sure, where I go back to my ideas book. And if something jumps out at me, I'll go, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I can make it a thing. I can put it into my calendar. I can put it into the run of play. I can make it part of my program notes for the for the season. So mm -hmm. it is you know, all the theater analogies here. <laughs> of course. But it, <laughs> but it is this idea that when you capture ideas, People who are wildly creative and want to become more so are very nervous about losing an idea. When you capture it and give it some attention and give it a, a timeline that you'll revisit, it's so, it frees you up. You don't have to hold it in your head and you don't have to fret about it. It's funny. I don't have that fear for some reason. I have plenty of fears, but that's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I, I, I know other people do. They're worried about you know, losing the idea or something well, like that. Not much losing it, but forgetting it. It's like if I don't act on it now, it won't happen. My, my ideas are we'll my, my, mine are like more like the what you were talking about before, though, where you know, it just keeps knocking. Are, are you going to bring me to life? Are you, it, that's the way the ideas are for me. I get the idea, and it's like, oh, come on, you haven't acted on me yet. Come on, let's go. What are you uh -huh. waiting for? I brought you, we brought this up yesterday. We talked about this two days ago. Why haven't you done? I mean, that's the way my <laughs> ideas are. They just keep knocking me on the head like, okay, all right, all right, all right. I'll do something. <laughs> Give me a moment. <laughs> well, then you turn around and say, okay, what to do first? You've got a yes. grand plan. What's the first step? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love the, what you were describing about how you kind of divvy up the time a bit because you're right. At least 80%, probably 90% of my time has to go toward the gardening business right now. Mm -hmm. Ironically, that's really not where I want to put the time. I want to put it on the new project. Of but course you do. realistically, I have to put mm -hmm. it on to the gardening service project. I have, a, I have a client who has a very small person. I think he's what, five months old or something now. Mm. And, and she was feeling constrained by having what I refer to as a mini dictator in your house, because basically, <laughs> you know, your, your shit, if that kid doesn't give a damn about your schedule. Mm. Um, and so there is this push me, pull you with, I want to, I have, you know, this is the, the person who needs me the most right now, but I've got my business and I've got this thing I want to do and I wanted to paint and I wanted, you know, um, and so when you see it as a season, it's, it feels like a relief. It's like, okay, for this season, I am 99% mom, or I am coping with homeschooling my kid, or, you know, it's really intense at work, but it's this season. And when you look at it like that, I'm going to devote being somebody who navigates this with aplomb and grace and gumption, then you can, you can see it. It doesn't feel eternal. Your brain will try and make it eternal, but it's not because it's so easy for your brain to say, oh, you're never going to get to that idea. So your ideas keep knocking. And you say, listen, we have a date at this time at the end of gardening season. Now, Which makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Sit yourself down and be quiet until then. I have Which, it's also a great advantage of, of gardening because we actually do have seasons. We don't have to kind of invent a right? season. It's a real season. And I can tell you exactly, <laughs> we are 66 days away from the end of that season. I know for, that, for a fact. I don't even have to have a calendar to mark <laughs> off the days. I can tell you. <laughs> this reminds me of one of my very best friends. She and her husband, they remodel houses. And sell them and buy another one and do it again. And they remodel them while they're living in them. And they do some amazing work, right? But mm -hmm. so often in that process, because they're living in the house that they're redoing, you know, they'll be like, one of their bathrooms won't be working for a couple of 
weeks or they have no, you know, sync for a couple of weeks. It, it seems like if they get everything going and contractors show up the way they want them to, you know, it's like a two or three week turnaround for like different things. And she has said, like, I've been friends with her for decades and she's done dozens of houses while I've known her. Wow. And the way she gets through it, you know, being without a sink, being without a, a washer and dryer, what she says, Oh, I can do anything for two weeks. It's just two weeks. And so when Jackie was talking about, right, about that, I was thinking about her. I was like, I can do anything for two weeks or two months or, or one season, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I can do it. And it, it's so doable when you know that even though you're doing something you're not used to, you're doing a new thing, it feels awkward or weird because it's not your normal habit. I can do this for three months. It's mm-hmm. not five years. It may turn out to be five years because I may love it in the end, but it's just three months. So I, it, I think it was really helpful for my client today to be able to step back from making a decision and realizing I have to do this too, because I have a tendency to really overthink things because I feel like every decision is for eternity. You know, every decision is like forever. So it might, it must be the right one. And very few decisions are forever, right? It's, it's like, I tell myself all the time, it's like this, if somebody said to me one time, if you manifest something you don't like, just give it back. Yes. <laughs> right. So I know it's not always that easy, but I do tell myself But it's a great that. idea. Yeah. Because, you know, we can change our mind. I mean, mm-hmm. if our mind, if our, our thought processes are what we're creating with, certainly we have to be able to change them if we mm-hmm. want to change them. So. Sure. Yeah, so this container is really nice for that because it's a, you know. I, I was also realizing that there was an LOA concept that I've been using um, in this seasonal approach. Because like I said, I can tell you exactly how many days are left in the gardening season. <laughs> um, and down and down. I, I'm actually finding myself reminding myself to use the Neville Goddard technique of what you, you, you want to manifest something. You assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. I assume the feeling of October 31st. There you go. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Thank God. I don't have to do the books anymore. I don't have to do the scheduling anymore. Yes, I love that feeling. I don't have to read for that one either. I know where that one is. (laughs) Do you have have a celebration planned and and Um, a, a final night party? We don't actually do that. We should consider doing that. You should do that. Yeah. It needs a bookmark. We, we, I think Louise actually tried to do that one year, but the gardeners are so tired. They said, I just want to go home. Not necessarily <laughs> with the gardeners, just, just you and you. Well, just for us? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, actually, we do that now that I think about it. Yes, if it's just for us, yeah, Louise and I will go out to dinner or something. Yeah, we'll yes. celebrate the end of the season. Yeah, yes, we do that. And make, it a, and make it a legit celebration, a final yeah. night party and all that. It's, it's so important to bookmark these things in our lives. Mm. It stops that blur. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where one day just runs into the other and whatnot. Yeah. We, we, um, I noticed that with my grandbabies, you know, there was the celebration of the first time that he sat up and the first time that he stood up and the first time that, you know, he walked, did one circuit of the Ottoman without falling on his face. <laughs> there were all these celebrations of these little, these little things. And yet when you get to be a grown up, it's like day after day. We don't go, holy crap, I made it through another day at work without killing anybody. <laughs> me. And we don't do that, right? It's like, you know, we, we, we tend to just gloss over everything. We do. And yeah. this yeah. way, I, I've got into a practice of a weekly review on a Friday afternoon. I'll look back at my week and the number of times that I think 
I, I'm remembering all the crappy stuff. I will remember those pieces that, you know, that, that I wasn't feeling well or that something went haywire or whatever it was. And then I've completely forgotten this amazing thing that my client said or mm. this, this, you know, this new thing that I started and whatnot. It's like I was chatting to Cindy yesterday and I just happened to mention that I, I sold out my first group program. Um, Congratulations. And, and, and it was, thank you. And it was just so easy. I just sent along a Word document and a quick thing. And it's just like, would you like to join? And they all did. It was wonderful. And I, and I hadn't given myself that bookmark, that, that uh, celebration, right? She hadn't, I didn't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I was like, what? Wait, say that again. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, I didn't even know. So she hadn't even told me, right? Like, <laughs> and that was just because. It, it was a season of experimenting with the creation of a group program. That's all it was. It was like I had all these one-on-one -on -one clients who had finished, who finished their one-on-one -on -one container and weren't really up for another one. It was didn't feel like the season, but they didn't want to not talk to me in, in mm -hmm. one of my clients' words. And so I thought, well, um, we can do this thing together and we'll have an ensemble cast yeah. and, and, you know, and we can see how that works. And two of them went, yes, okay, you know, take my money. And, um, and then I just did the rest and it was so easy. And because it was easy, I didn't celebrate it. That was an interesting. Yes. Thing. Yeah. yeah I see what and, you mean. and I, and I yeah. think that when we do these seasonal mm -hmm. things and we make a point of reviewing the past three months, the past season, and then moving that forward into the next season, like Walt, when you do your dinner with Louise, the the thing you need to do is like, well, I'm sure you do this already, but what went really well this season? What did we try that worked so well? Yeah. What did we try that we're never doing again? Um, you know, that kind of thing. So that when you're set up for your next season, you've got this little handbook idea thing, manual, of of how to of the of the practices to take forward, and I'm finding that more and more with this review with a seasonal container review the past season move forward into the next one and just keep 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 track of your intentions of your identity and who you're becoming. And it's that tapping in all the time that um, that makes it inevitable. It does. In fact, as you're describing that, I'm also remembering and real, realizing that, yes, it, we'll do that celebration at the end. Yes, we will identify what has gone right, what hadn't worked out well and so forth. But more than that, I'm realizing this is like a continuation of what I'm trying to do during the season. Because during the season, I'm also trying to identify what's going right, what's going well, especially when I find myself focusing on what's not going well. That's yeah. literally what I was doing an hour ago, not <laughs> one hour ago, because Louise and I were going over some stuff. And and uh, right now, literally, I have half my staff down for various reasons. You know, so it creates stresses, as you might imagine. I'm thinking, oh, God, once again, you know, half the staff is gone. Oh, but wait a minute. The good news is I actually hired enough staff so that if we did have half the staff down, I'd have coverage. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got coverage. Hey, yes, this is good and stuff. then you pat your previous <laughs> self on the head and that's go, well right. done, you. Exactly. That was really good. Yeah. I did that yesterday, Jackie. Jackie and I yesterday worked through uh, on our own, but at the same time worked through our review of the mm. last three months. Mm. And I honestly, when I first started, I thought, I don't, I don't really think I'm going to have much to put here. And then as I started, I just started remembering all these things that I had accomplished, all these things that I had done. And 
I had a whole page, a half a page written of things yeah. that I was like, wow, like, okay. And part of it is that is that, you know, if they become automatic, they become, you know, easier. And so we just blow right by them and we don't think anything of it. But when I saw them there on the page all together, where like yeah. 15 minutes before I was ready to say, well, I really didn't accomplish anything in the past few months. Mm -hmm. um, I it's encouraging. I, in, I right? think it's very encouraging when you do that list. You could, because now all of a sudden you realize, well, first of all, yes, you realize you did kind of gloss over stuff. But second of all, you realize, oh, wow, I really did accomplish a lot. There was a lot of great stuff that happened. And now yeah, I've got a whole bunch of stuff. If, if I take the time, there's a whole bunch of stuff on my list. I can go through one at a time every single day and celebrate one of those things. And, right. Or maybe more than one, maybe 20 of them. I mean, I can just keep celebrating the heck out of them. Well, plus it totally shifted. Like that was the very first thing I did working through this was reviewing before I went forward. And I kind of was like meh about it. You know, so, uh, hmm. like I'm not, su I didn't feel super motivated. I didn't feel mm -hmm. inspired. You know, I didn't, I was, but I mean, you know, it's like I was going to do it. Once I got all those accomplishments down, the vibe shift was so great that I was yeah. like, all of a sudden I was just fired up. Like we talked a few hours later yesterday afternoon after we had done that and we were both kind of fired up. And it was mm -hmm. like, by the time we got done talking to each other, we were really fired up. Right. But it started with like recognizing, okay, um, there's more here than I am giving myself credit for. And I'm hearing and something of what you're talking about there where it, 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 it's one of those, I recognize and I remind myself that this happens. You, you almost described like you were surprised. And that's, that's a very common feeling for me. I'm surprised. Oh my God. Something good. A whole bunch of good things happen. Why yeah, am I always surprised? I should know by now. Of course it's going to keep happening, <laughs> but each time I'm surprised. Why am I so yeah. surprised? <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's, it's so fun because it's, it's, it is that you are surprised and why are you surprised? But I, I think it's just how our brains, our human brains work. You know, they're mm. designed to keep us safe and celebrating all the good stuff. It's like, eh, okay. But when it's, but, but as far as your brain goes, it goes, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. But when it comes a bad thing, it's like, okay, this is, this is a problem, right? This warning, is, warning. Yes, warning, warning. So, <laughs> um, so because it's just doing what it's doing. So we have to kind of train it. You know, it's like pulling a toddler out of the toy aisle at Target. You have to keep <laughs> dragging it over here. And eventually it'll get to the point where it goes, oh yeah, I know how to do this. And so on a day when you're feeling wobbly and like you haven't accomplished anything in your 57 years, then you go back and you go, wait, now I know that is a thought error. I know that's the toddler in the toy aisle. I can go and I say, what do I do? I go back and list a few things. Okay. So what did I do? What went fabulously? Um, you know, and then you can go back and, and, and surprise yourself because you will. And that's part of the juiciness. It is you know, part of the juiciness. Is that if, Whenever we experience trauma, um, and we all have, mm -hmm. and and even recently, right, just the weight, the emotional weight that we're all carrying because of what's going on on the planet. When we experience trauma, our body, like I, I'm saying this because Jackie just said, you know, we want to be safe, mm -hmm. right? And here's the thing that we have to remember is that our body always our brain always interprets emotional charge as a threat if we have any kind of trauma in our history that we haven't healed so when things start to get too good <laughs> we're charged up things are really awesome our body sometimes perceives that 
as something threatening because it's out of the ordinary and it doesn't quite feel safe because it feels very big and expansive and uh uh-oh, like I don't know how to deal with this. And so sometimes we try, our brain tries to get us to just shut it down. Mm -hmm. And I think that happens, that sounds all super dramatic, but I think it actually happens in very small, subtle ways too. And I think that's what I did yesterday. Like I was just sort of shutting everything down. And then when I finally looked at it, it was like, oh my gosh, like there's a lot here, Mm -hmm. right? So sometimes we have to just be really gentle with ourselves. We have to do all the self-love work and the mirror work, Right. right? So that we want these things for ourselves, and we're not fearful of them. I told someone today, look, they were talking about all of the work they had done. And I said, but self-love is a relationship. Hmm. So you don't get in a relationship with this wonderful person. And they are just telling you how amazing you are for the first six months. They're just building you up. And then, and then one day they're like, okay, I mean, I did all of that. Well, right? you can do that if you want to. It just won't last very long. That That's would never work, right? It's like, oh, I've been telling you how wonderful you are for six months. Do I have to keep going? Yes, it's a, it's every day. It's, it's for the rest of your life that you keep this self love relationship and that you keep all of this. And what are you doing when you do that? You are building safety in your body, mm-hmm. so that, like Jackie said, so that your brain won't continually be like you know, danger, Will Robinson, right? Like we got to keep you safe. Stop. Don't do this. Don't make these plans. Don't, don't try something new. No, you will build safety with yourself into your physical being. And then you'll be able to make these plans and do these new things and bring new things into your life that you want. You won't be so fearful because that reptile brain is scared of everything. Yes. Yes. Especially especially change, even if the change is good. And the thing is that you're not going to not have the wobbles. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. I I talk a lot about future self and the Disney effect that a lot of people have on their future self. My future self, (laughs) somebody (laughs) might say, is, you know, exactly at, at, at their goal weight. They've got a million dollars in the bank and they don't have whatever this thing is, right? You know, so I had a client who had ADHD. And she goes, oh, yeah, and, and, and my, I said, your fantasy self, your, your future self sounds like she doesn't have ADHD, and, and that's, that's Disney. That's not going to happen. What if your future self has everything you want and she's still navigating ADHD? What about that? How does that change things? Um, and so it's not that you don't, that you don't ever get the wobbles. It's not that you don't ever have the danger, danger, Will Robinson. Your brain is designed to do that. It's always going to do that. But what you do in this self-sufficiency practice and the container of 30 day, uh, 90 days to, to be and explore this, this experiment of being somebody different is that you can come out of the danger. You turn the alarm off sooner. You don't spiral for three or four days. You don't dither. You don't in paralysis, right? You don't have the, it's not as much of a time suck being in that state because you can teach yourself to come out of it sooner. You'll and you love yourself through it. It yes, doesn't make it. You spot a thought error sooner and, mm-hmm. and work your way through it. 
um, and love yourself through it and compassionate. Is that a word? No. Anyway, just be, be compassionate as you go through it. And it's, it's the same as however many times you have to get the flashlight and check that there's not actually a monster under the bed, right? You have to do that. You know it's not there, but your brain is saying, yes, it is. And you're going to go and check and then it's, but you do that shorter and shorter. And so it's, it's not that you will never feel, you'll never, you may never sail gracefully into a new adventure, for example. You may always have the wobbles. I will tell you that Henry Fonda, the actor, when he was doing On Golden Pond at like 70-something, he was still throwing up with nerves backstage. Yeah. After that career, he's right. still so terrified of the audience, of his, his, his doubting everything. If somebody can be doing that for that long, imagine if that stage fright had stopped him in his first show. Right. Imagine that. If, imagine if he hadn't gone, you know what? I can get through this. I won't, I won't, he used to say, I, I won't believe this thought about me when we get to the finale. And that's true because by the time he gets to the finale, everybody's on their feet and screaming and throwing Oscars at him and stuff, right? <laughs> so, it, you know, it is this, it, okay, Tony's, but it is this, it is this idea that. Well, he got Oscars too. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Um, but it's this idea that you will still, and you can expect your brain to throw a wobbly. It's the practice that you do beforehand, the beingness that you embody as you have, as you're doing it, that allows the wobble to be temporary instead of grinding your life to a halt. And the other thing is that those wobbles won't be looked at as that there's something wrong with you. No. Right? Like so many times people, practicing uh, LOA and, you know, they don't get what they are trying to get. They don't manifest the love of their life or the money or whatever it is they're going for. And when it doesn't manifest right away, part of them thinks it's because there's something wrong with them, mm. right? It's shame. And shame is the magic killer. So, Yes, you still may have ADHD. Yes, you still may get stage fright. Yes, you still may have wobbles, like Jackie says, about certain things. But it, you don't, you don't uh, define that as there's something wrong with me, mm -hmm. right? It's just part of the process. And you learn how to navigate it. And you learn how to manage it maybe in a different way. And who knows, maybe you'll end up authoring a book about how you've managed it. And that will make you a million dollars. Yeah. So, so I it think is. that's part of it. It's that not thinking that the reason why, because I tell you so many people that I have coached could say this when we started working. The reason why I don't have fill in the blank, there must be something wrong with me. And people mm. even say this, right? People say, what is wrong with me that I don't have whatever? And I'm probably saying at least once a week to somebody, there's nothing wrong with you. There mm -hmm. is nothing wrong with you. This is part of your journey. It's part of your process. We're going to figure it out. Um, and so I think that's the part is recognizing that, yes, you know, your future self may still be dealing with some of the things that your present self is dealing with, but she'll probably deal with them in a different way. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to stop her from accomplishing what she's wanting to accomplish. So I'll leave you with one really fun question when you have the wobbles. Check in whether this is a speed wobble or a flat <laughs> tire. 
<laughs> I love that so much. Because it could well be a speed wobble. It could, could be. be the fact that everything you asked for is suddenly showing up and you're going, oh, my God, yes. this is going to be a help. Um, or maybe it's a flat tire and you actually need to stop and breathe a minute and put the kickstand up and, and recover and see what's happening. But if you check in with what the wobble is, what the danger feels like, why is your brain worrying about this change? Then you can comfort yourself through it. You can navigate it. You can give your brain evidence. It's just looking for evidence. It's looking for all the wrong evidence at that moment. But you give it other evidence and, you know, and then... you'll be back on your bike. Now, I want to bring in another concept that you guys kind of cued in my mind here um, indirectly, but it was something I thought about way back toward the beginning of this conversation when you were talking about planning out your your 69-day period and uh, limiting it to that chunk and what's going to happen, all that kind of stuff. You mentioned uh, paralysis by analysis, which is something I am world champion at. One of the things I've learned about paralysis by analysis is that the analyzer who's engaged in that self-defeating activity is really good at endlessly planning. There is no limit to how much planning that goes on. It goes on forever. It'll pass, it'll surpass the 30 day period. It'll go on for years and years and years. And what I, I ultimately ended up learning to do often with the help of Joel Elston, cause this is when I was really working through it. Um, I ended up learning how to just go with whatever the next thing was that just came to me without a plan, which is scary as hell mm-hmm. when you're so used to being the planner. So I wanted to kind, right. of, kind of get you guys to, to touch on that point a little bit. That's your future self. That's that's your that's an identity. I, I think that that when we talk about you know I got guidance or whatever, I think that's a version of you waiting to become embodied and. Okay. And they don't give you everything. They expect you to, to, to just jump. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, cause you told your story, what, a week or two ago about how you actually got to experience being your future self mm-hmm. in, in the hotel room, yeah. which, which, yes. a, which was like a fabulous story. I love that. That's the first clean story I ever heard like that, where you just <laughs> have the whole thing filled in beginning to end. But I mean, if, if as the future self, how could you possibly have explained everything? You can't. It's just not, there's no way to do it, Mm. you know. And it comes down to, will you trust yourself? Will you trust yourself to be able to go with what, what feels right? And then trust yourself to change your mind if you need to. Mm. That's the other part, right? Because then we, like Cindy said, we were talking about, you think it's eternal. It's not. It's just Mm -hmm. an idea. We can move forward now in this and be this now and then be something else later. And, you know, and if, if changing your mind is part of a, is a creative enterprise and it takes a hell of a lot of courage. And unfortunately, somebody who changes their mind a lot gets kind of, um, denigrated as far as the society goes. They'll, you'll be called mm. a flake or whatever, but right. it, it, but, but that's just, that's just because people are stuck. <laughs> So, so when you unstick yourself voluntarily and sooner than most, give yourself credit for it. I like that. Great. And I love, I love the idea of, you know, when we do this as a season, whatever you decide the season is, right? But there's an end date Mm -hmm. Mm. and a review that's coming up. And so there isn't any like, well, I'm going to do this for a little while and see how it 
full time. No, I'm going to do this for three months. Yeah, or <laughs> 10 days, pregnant, or the right? next four days, or yeah. the next 24 hours, right? Yeah. Which is giving um, it a chance, basically. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah, just, right. you know, don't, don't uh, kill it before it gets a chance to get mm-hmm. started. Right. I did it this afternoon. I had, I'm trying to break a habit of snacking between lunch and dinner. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know why it's been a, an issue, but sort of around about two or three o'clock, I'm going, I have the munchies. And then I start <laughs> prowling around the kitchen and, and I am naturally not hungry. I know that, <laughs> but I just have the munchies. And so this afternoon I went, I, I am, I am becoming somebody who doesn't eat before dinner. Mm. And so I poured a glass of water and I came and sat down and I was getting involved in something. And before I knew it, it was three o'clock and it's time to start the podcast and fight with, <laughs> fight with StreamYard. Um, but, but that, and so now I have literally, as we're finished now, I'm going to go off and make dinner. So I now today am a woman who didn't eat between lunch and dinner. And that is just because I took this afternoon as my season. Wow. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So you're I demonstrating that do the same again tomorrow. Seasons can be almost any length then. They don't have yes. to be 60, yeah. 90 Just days. Just give yourself a container of time mm-hmm. and, 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 and commit, set your intention and show up for yourself as that. Well, that's the battle right there. I mean, I don't, I don't even normally like to call things battles, but if there's going to be a battle, that battle is it. Show up. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, isn't much. I mean, the fight's over at that is- point. Yeah, your current self is arguing with your, with your future self. You just gotta, you know, you want to, <laughs> you want to, you, which is that, that story, which wolf wins? It's the one you feed. It's, yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. So put your attention on who you're being that you want to be, not who you were. We all have resume roles. We don't need to stay in them. It's reminding me of the, uh, the joke about the, the two guys who are out in the woods and they encounter a bear. And one of them gets out his backpack and starts putting on his sneakers. And the other one, the other guy says, what are you doing? He says, I'm getting on the sneakers so I can get out of here. He says, you can't outrun a bear. He says, I don't have to run, outrun a bear. I, I just have to outrun you. you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yes. I had heard that and forgotten it. That is really cool. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, well, we love, in- we love incorporating humor in this. That's what makes some yeah. of this so well, much fun. For a call that started off with no plan, we did really well. It's amazing <laughs> how that happened. I'm, Cindy, it, true, right? We have a 100% track record when it comes yeah. to having no plan. Correct. Every single time. It works out perfectly. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yes. Remember that next time you get in a froth about starting a call with no plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that is true, though, because it's happened so many times now. I don't get in a froth anymore. There you go. Perfect. For, for me, it's like, well, I don't know. What are we talking about? Well, we'll yeah. figure something out. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Which makes life so much easier. And, and by the way, it makes... something delicious about it, right? Because oh, there it, is. It's, it's just, it's so spontaneous and, and unscripted. We and then it becomes that journey, in, right? We all need some improv. Because now yeah. we get to find out, gee, I wonder where it is going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the great part. All right. Well, once again, the best coach man in America has gotten some wonderful advice from two of the best coaches in America. Really, really cool. But really, no, seriously, I appreciate you ladies both very, very much. Thank you very much for all these insights. I love this idea. Seasonal plan. Yeah. Yes, and the yes. season is whatever length you need it to be. There's whatever no rules. Whatever you need it. Nope. Yeah. Time is at your disposal. 
I love it. Really, really good stuff. So thank you guys very much. Thank you to the live streamers who are calling in from all, all over the world. That's pretty cool. Yes. Checking in from everywhere. Yes. Boy, that, so that, that's when I know we're really reaching everywhere. I, I mean, I love the fact that we've reached an American audience for so many years, but when it, they're coming in from Africa, I say, yes. All right. I love this. Yes, good stuff. So good. What, a, what an age we live in. It really is. So thank you, ladies, very much. Thank you, everybody in the live stream. And thank you, especially to podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.